Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. As I mentioned several times, and ECC is good, but we'd much rather play them. But no, it is. They've been doing a super job, and, and if it was just one receiver, okay, good. You can roll your coverage there or whatever. But now you're Crabtree, you got Cooper, you got, you know, the slot receiver's good. I mean, it, it's definitely a huge challenge, but our guys have had a good week of practice, so uh, our preparation's been outstanding, and that's going to give us an opportunity to go down there and compete, and, and we'll see what happens. That's Bills head coach Rex Ryan. That's ahead of tomorrow's pivotal Week 12 matchup against the Oakland Raiders on the road. The Bills are coming off two huge AFC wins over the past two weeks. They'll look to keep their slim playoff hopes alive with a win against one of the AFC's top teams. Uh, you know, it's good. It's a challenge for our team just to see where we're at because first we just have to win out. We control our own destiny right now. So if you win out, you go. If you don't, then you leave it into other people's hands. That's Bills linebacker Zach Brown there. All-day coverage of Bills Raiders starts bright and early with Breakfast with Bills Fantasy Style at 7. I'll be taking over for the next three hours for extended Bills game day, then Bills and then Jeremy White at 11-1, to 1, followed by Howard Simon and the Bills Roundtable and Countdown to kick off at 1. Howard will lead you right to the call from Murph, Kelso, and Capaccio at 4 p.m. Right here on the radio home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio 552. The Sabres now, who take on the Bruins this afternoon at 1 p.m., coming off two consecutive wins of their own since the return of Jack Eichel. Did I anticipate a you know a two-goal game type of bump? I, no, but you know it just it just kind of shows what kind of player he can be, what kind of player he is. He's just a he's a dynamic player, and he uh, he brings uh, so much to our team with uh, speed and and attack. Sabres coach Dan Bilesman there. Sabres pregame kicks off at noon Eastern right here on WGR. Puck drop set for 1 p.m. For updates at the top and bottom of every hour or when sports news breaks, I'm Nate Geary. This is WGR Sports Radio 550. Inside High School Sports is next. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, joined in studio by Frank Wolf, Roger Weiss, Joe Marguccio, and we have two special guests for today's show on recruiting, Scotty Drozendahl and James Mallory. We'll talk to them in a little bit. Ah, it's good to be back in the saddle again. Saturday mornings, talking high school sports. That's what we love to do right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. And we are, as I mentioned, we are going to be talking about recruiting. We're going to talk with Len Jankowitz. Uh, we've been promoting this for the last several weeks, the college football recruiting night coming up December 6th from 6 to 8.30 at uh, New Era Field. So we're going to have some information on that in a little bit. But before we do that, we do have news and notes. Morning, Raj. Morning, uh, Anthony. Uh, 
kind of wondering, you're missing Markel. You know, Markel would say uh, our two uh, special guests today were way back in his day. <laughs> way back when, exactly. All right, guys, let's kick this off. News and notes, Frank Wolf. Shout out to the OP varsity wrestling coach, Teal, picking up his first win as coach out at OP uh, over the Quakers. Uh, I'm sorry, with the Quakers, he beat St. Francis at the Southtown Duels. Uh, Joe Shiflett Invitational going on today at Sweet Home. Several other tournaments, Maple Grove and Tonawanda as well, all hosting tournaments this weekend. Boys Fed, defending state champion Ken East Bulldogs are up there in Lake Placid, uh, ready to roll out the 2016 season. St. Joe's is in action today out at the North Town along with Will North, Lancaster, and Agra Wheatfield. Hoops tournaments aplenty. you got girls, the Wilson Showcase. Uh, boys up at Niagara Falls, they still got turn, uh, tournament games to be played today and tomorrow. And Connolly Cup announcement today. Elio Apollos, oh, live on Facebook big one. Live. All right, uh, look for our Facebook page a little bit later on. Frank Wolf will uh, get you updated as who the Connolly Cup winner is. Roger, news and notes. Well, Frank kind of stole my thunder. Uh, there you said, go, Frank. Wait, I'm out of here. He said, he said the tournament at Niagara Falls, I believe it's a showcase. Cataract Classic, if they're through right. the form, they probably have uh, three games this afternoon and three more games this evening, but I uh, don't see the schedule. I don't have it in front of me. Again, uh, he mentioned the girls' tournament out at Wilson at, uh, I believe, what, noon, 2, 4, and 6. Uh, the Lake women play at 6 o'clock, I believe, against the Pew. And uh, uh, East Aurora girls, I think, are out there at 4 uh Four o'clock as well. So girls basketball in full swing. Tuesday night at uh, Damon College will be the girls in the El Pastor. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday will be the boys in the El Pastor. And, of course, uh, today, like Frank said, Conley Cup. Wednesday night I'll announce the winner of the Trench Trophy at the Elks Club in Lancaster. Outstanding stuff. All right, guys, let's talk with uh, invite Len Jankowitz on the program. Good morning, Len. Good morning, Tony. How's everything going? Oh, it's going great. How have you been? Very good. This is a quarter time of year with everything going on. You have the all Western New York team coming out today, and, uh, you know, everybody's thinking postseason and probably beyond postseason with college football. So it's a great time of year, Tony. Well, football never ends, Len. It, it, it's an all-year thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm already thinking about coaching next year, working on things that I can improve. No, it doesn't end. Yeah, I, I heard from uh, coaching your son. Congratulations. That, that's going to be a lifelong effort, Tony. Oh, it's a lot of fun. And I remember sitting in Lancaster High School, one of the uh, coaching clinics that you put on and your staff. Uh, God, that had to be in the, I want to say the mid-90s. And, uh, you know, Brian Wild was uh, was one of the speakers. and It was great stuff. I wish you guys were still doing that. Well, you know, uh, Courtesy of the Elks, we're putting on those clinics uh, that we'll get into a little bit later on after the Super Bowl. And sure. Carl Caress hosts the, uh, the clinics out there, and they've been great. Yeah, we need more more coaching clinics. I love this stuff, and I'm glad to be back in it. All right, Glenn, we've been promoting the college football recruiting night, and that is going to be today's discussion is all about recruiting. And I have two gentlemen in here who know, uh, who know about recruiting. We're going to get into that. But uh, this is a great opportunity uh, that uh, that you guys put on with the uh, Western New York Amateur Football Alliance. Tell us about the college football recruiting night, your goals, what it's all about. Yeah, Tony, it's, um, it, it's been going on for 14 years now. We kind of thank the Western New York Football Alliance for uh, supporting this. Uh, Preston Teague from the Bills has given us a uh, probably the nicest venue 
to hold this thing, which is at New Era Field now at the Jim Kelly Club. It's really uh, it's an outstanding facility to have something like this, uh, not only for the college coaches coming in, but you know, for the for the high school kids, uh, you know, it's uh, you know they open up their eyes and they take a look at the uh, you know the an NFL NFL feel out there, and the facilities are just great. But anyway, as you said, the college football recruiting night for Western New York is going on Tuesday, uh, this coming Tuesday, December sixth, uh, from six to eight thirty. And we've been promoting this thing as you have on your program, Tony, with the high school coaches and. Uh, we've garnered a lot of interest with the uh, college coaches. I'll get into that in terms of how many coaches are showing up from, from visiting uh, Division Two and Division Three schools. But uh, we've sent out notices to all high school coaches. We we feel that the recruiting process, Tony, should always, always go through the high school coach. Uh, you know, that's the beginning and end all in terms of the recruiting process. A lot of times we kind of forget that. But the, but the high school coach is really, uh, you know, the – the center of the wheel, so to speak, because he sees the athlete developing and he knows the ins and outs of every high school athlete. So uh, the flyer has been sent out to the uh, high school coach. It's also available on our website, which is www.wnyamateurfootball.com. Parents can go there and get some more information. But uh, really, you know, we want the parents and we want the high school kids at the Jim Kelly Club. If you're seniors now, this is not for uh, juniors or sophomores. We've got a ways to go for those kids yet, but this is just for uh, seniors who have completed their football season this year from a public or private school in Western New York. Uh, show up there, you know, a little bit before six o'clock, and uh, you know, be ready to uh, be ready to do something unusual, Tony. Be ready to talk face to face with recruiters rather than all this social media stuff where people are contacted through Twitter and. You know, text messaging. This is where you can actually shake the hand, and and the parents, more than anything, can really talk to the recruiter about probably the biggest major investment in their young man's career called a college education. Yeah, not only that. I mean, there's stuff that uh, that needs answering. You know, let's talk about uh, uh, student loans or uh, you know uh, assistance in that way, uh, housing, all these important things that parents are just not sure of. This is a great way for them to sit down, talk to a coach, as you said, face-to-face, get that kind of information. You know, you know Tony, I make a point with parents, too, and they do contact me or if they do call me about this recruiting night. You, you can't beat the price. It's free. <laughs> They're not going to lose any money. And I always tell people that Probably after this recruiting night, the best uh, responses you'll get from your son is, is is really, I mean, you know, where, where does your son fit? I mean, what kind of school can can fit my academic needs? Because the focus, and I can't emphasize this any more than I have before, the focus has to be in academics. And even though we're, you know, we're in the new era field and NFL football environment, the focus has got to be in athletics or academics rather, because this is where the young man will be taking his career and his life beyond football. So that's where the parents have to kind of, you know, put the focus on. And certainly the, the cost of education is, is enormous nowadays. But for the young man, he's got to find the fit. And it's a, and it's a process, Tony, that's renewed every year. And that's why we do it. It's the free service that, uh, you know, the, uh, the Alliance does. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm thankful that they do because parents really need this thing as well as the young men. Well, if I'm going to give any kind of advice to any high school 
uh, student out there looking at this, and that is, you know, as you bring up academics, your football career is going to end someday, and then you're going to have to have your academics to rely on uh, to make uh, make a living. And my advice is to pick something that you are really going to enjoy. There's nothing worse than having a job that you dread going to every day. You have to enjoy what you do. Yeah, they're, they're at the time of life right now, and every high school senior who really had a great experience with his high school football career wants to, you know, pursue a college career. You know, the, the first and foremost thing in his brain right now is, is the glory of, of, of playing high school and college football. It's, it, it's what they live to do, you know, and that kind of takes front and center. But really, I think people have to, you know, can't, have to, uh, you know, kind of focus the young man on really what's important. Although, you know, you're using uh, football sort of as a tool to get inside the school, and you know, you're going to be a a product uh, that the, uh, the the college can manufacture more business from because you have a gift, you have a you know, you have a football ability that they want to uh, uh, tap into. But again, uh, think of it from your aspect. It's uh, I hate to say it, Tony, recruiting is kind of a business proposition for both sides. You know, you're. You're involving money, and it's a huge amount of money nowadays. I mean, college educations now can go into the tens of thousands of dollars, and it could climb, you know, uh, astronomically. So parents, you have to be careful about what what happens here. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to just waste money frivolously. You just want to make sure it's a it's a well thought out, uh, you know, uh, decision. And I'll tell you right now, it's never too early to start. And there's never too much information to get because you really want to get everything you can because you're walking into a room you've never been in before. Exactly. And uh, if you have DVD, you have any kind of media highlights, transcripts available, bring it that night. It is, uh, it's encouraged. Yeah, you know what, Tony, nowadays with social media, I'm sure uh, kids have things on YouTube. They have things posted on Huddle, Facebook. And, and now you know, college coaches really, I hate to say it, Tony, uh, Roger's probably over there. He probably uses eight track tape. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> he still uses forty fives. <laughs> I was going to say I only four track. I never upgraded to eight track. <laughs> right. Uh, but look, at DVDs and so forth are are certainly uh, you know usable, so, so to speak. But right now, everything's in this social media age where uh, information exchanges quickly. And we move on from there. I want to add one thing, too, though, is that uh, Roger makes a point of this, and I've heard him say this on your uh, um, you know, previous uh, times on the radio, is that we have, a, we have this connected with, with the whole state now. We've kind of connected with, at least from Binghamton and Syracuse, so that we can uh, help these colleges out. And we have these recruiting acts set up so that these colleges can kind of march through the state right now and see almost uh, just about all the seniors uh, in the uh, beginning of this weekend. So for some guys who might have a wrestling match or a basketball game on Tuesday, I want to talk about some nights here that if they want to go to Rochester, they can uh, they can do the same thing. We have this set up with a friend of mine that does this in Rochester, and, uh, and now we have it set up in Syracuse, in Syracuse, Binghamton area, uh, you know, similar to what we're doing in Buffalo. So here it is on, on Sunday. Uh, we have a college recruiting fair or college night going on in Liverpool High School. Uh, which is going to take care of the, uh, you know, central New York area of Syracuse, Binghamton. That's going on right at Liverpool High School from 4 till 7 p.m. And, uh, again, they can go to Liverpool High School and get that information. And, uh, if they have a conflict with the Tuesday night recruiting that we're doing in Western New York, then there's something similar to our night 
in Section 5, which is uh, at the RIT Conference Center on West Henrietta Road uh, on Monday from 6 till 9 o'clock. And that's free also. All of these are free. And if uh, they want to stay in Western New York and be at ours, you know, if they have a, you know, a conflict, I'm sorry about that. I'm sure the college coaches will probably find them. They don't have to worry about that. But if they want to come on out, we're going to have about 35 to 45 schools in a friendly environment. They can just exchange information. You know, don't shut off any communica- uh, communication from schools you might not be interested in because they might have information told me that the parents and the and the athletes want. So uh, ours is from 6 to 8.30 in the Jim Kelly Club. Uh, it's free, and uh, believe me, uh, it'll be a night that you won't regret. Uh, be there, get some information, and uh, you'll be glad you came. Len, I can't thank you enough for passing on this information and for everything that you do for high school uh, sports in Western New York. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tony. All right, Len Jankowitz, take it easy. Have a great day. And, again, all the information is out there. It's up to you to go and get it. Raj? And even if I didn't have a conflict on Tuesday night, if it was me, I think I would go to RIT and stop and get a garbage plate either before or after. <laughs> hey, it doesn't get any better than that, Anthony. He's dedicated. I love it. Absolutely love it. All right, you know, talking about recruiting, it's big business, as Len said. The amount of money that's involved, uh, whether it's money put into the university or money that's put into the players, is astronomical. Colleges are now being very picky as to who they go after. So what we decided to do was do a, uh, a recruiting program. I invited Scotty Drosendahl, East Aurora grad, Mount Ida, played in Europe, and James Mallory, Kenmore West, Central Connecticut, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, these two gentlemen have gone through the process. They know all about it, and they have also... Uh, have put this into their professional lives, and this is what they do. They're involved in recruiting and developing players. So uh, two perfect guys to bring in today to talk about uh, recruiting, the big R word. It's overwhelming when you sit back and you look at it. James, I mean, you went through it, and Scotty, uh, I want to talk to you guys what the process is like, what's going, th- you know, it, Len said a lot of things about, you know, the academic side of it, but you're looking at it from a player standpoint, what's going on, what's the process like, or what was it like for you, James? Um, I mean, for me, it, 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 it was exciting. Uh, I embraced it. Uh, fortunately, I was a four-year starter in high school, so... Colleges was able to see me early. Um, so, you know, by my sophomore year, I was hearing from multiple div- different Division One schools. Um, so, I, you know, I embraced it and, you know, took it in. And, you know, I, I had a lot of fun. I didn't really know what was going on. Fortunately, my uncles, they've been through it. Um, so they, they were able to help me. But I, I kind of feel for the kids who don't have somebody that's been through it and know what's going on with this process. So, you know, I is went, it overwhelming from you know when you're looking at it from a high school student and oh, definitely can be. I mean, it, it can be stressful for a lot of them because they don't know what to expect, they don't know what to ask, they don't know what's they, don't, they really don't know what's going on. You know, so it, it can definitely be overwhelming at times. You know, and that's why you know I kind of try to lessen the burden, and that's why I, why I do what I do with United Athletic Services, my company. So. Scotty, what about you? What was it like for you? Uh, you know, while you were at East Aurora. You know, slinging the ball all over the place. <laughs> so uh, it was definitely a, a challenging experience uh, for me. Like like James was saying, uh, you don't really know what's going on. You know, I was a 15-year-old junior in high school, and then, you know, I made all Western New York and broke a bunch of records, and it was like, okay, now what? You know, where do I visit? 
I was fortunate enough to go on visits to Penn State. Uh, Cornell is an Ivy League school, the University of Buffalo in Akron. And I thought, hey, it's going to be easy. I'm going to get a scholarship. But when that didn't happen, now where do you go from there? And that's unfortunately the event that occurs for a lot of these kids in Western New York. They're not, they don't have the necessary background or they're not able to ask the right questions or the coach to really put their foot to the fire and say, hey, you know, what's going to happen with me? You know, who are you bringing in on top of me? Am I just kind of your fallback guy? And they don't understand, and nor do the parents understand the questions you got to ask. How are you going to help my, my son, uh, you know, further advance his life academically on top of football when it's not there? Uh, how are you going to be able to make him feel like he's at home here? Uh, if he happens to go away. So uh, those are some of the questions parents have to ask. What the those are huge rate. questions. They are. And a lot of parents, in my, in my experience as a recruiter, uh, and that all comes from Coach Landers where my, my college coach, um, you know, he would come back and say, you got to let them feel comfortable with you as an as a offensive coordinator and recruiting their son. you got to make them feel like if another college coach tries to get them along the lines, because it's a business, College is a big business. They want your money. If another college coach is kind of pulling this kid, you're going to be a four-year starter, we'd say, hey, don't let a college coach tell you that. You don't know. They don't know what you are until you get to the campus. So those are some of the questions you got to find out, and uh, those are some of the questions, unfortunately, a lot of parents don't know to ask. Sifting through the lies has got to be maddening. Because, you know, as you just said, the recruiter wants you, and he wants you because he thinks you can add to the football team. Uh, And... In order to add for the football team that helps the university, you know, it's a whole big cycle as far as the money goes. All right. So now you've got all these questions you've got to answer. And, uh, you know, and if you don't know, you're sitting there as a wide eyed kid, you're going to believe anything. Wow. I'm going to be a four year starter. Wow. Yeah. Sign me up. I'm in. And, you know, they don't want to talk to anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what else, Anthony? Uh, these kids get recruited by schools, you know, and unless you're uh, Nick Saban, or uh, Harbaugh, where you're probably at the last stop. You've reached the top, and you can only go down from where you are. A lot of these coaches, even at uh, Division Two and all that, I don't know if that was their career goal to end up at the school they are. For a few, probably, but for others, now, they can promise you the world, but you might get there, and a year later they get promoted to Penn State or something like that, and then the new coach comes in, and he doesn't know you from a bag of apples, so... Uh, it's like starting all over again. So yep. it's it's like going to the casino. It's a gamble no matter what you do. Look at how many players. And we look at uh, Kadri Olison. Uh, new coaching staff comes in a pit. All of a sudden, his playing time diminished considerably. I mean, he barely saw the field this year. Yeah, I went through a coaching change uh, my freshman year in college. Uh, when I got in, the staff that recruited me, uh, they reassured our whole freshman class. And we won the conference. And they literally, like, Three four days after our season was over, they took a new they took a new job. The whole staff gone, wiped out. So when we came back from Christmas break, we had an entirely new staff. Uh, so they you know, they won they brought their guys in, you know. So it was a dogfight in the spring ball to even, you know, get recognized. I didn't know what was going on if they I was going to be used the same way. Then you had receivers who, you know, we went from running a spread to running more of a pro style offense. So you go from using four receivers to using two or three for the most part you know, on any given formation. So you got, you know, a lot of different receivers like, hey, I'm the odd man out. So you got guys transferring. and You know, they thought they were going to be there running. We, we passed them about 50 times a game. Now we pass them to 25. It, it, was, it was a shock. So that's why all my kids, I tell them, look, listen, 
you got to look for stability in the program. Nothing's guaranteed, but look for stability. If you go into a team that they're two and ten, more than likely that coaching staff is going to get fired if you win four or five games in the next year. So you got to make sure you're looking for stability and somebody is going to be there. You can't always control it, but do it, do it to the best of your ability. That's a great point. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about recruiting. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. He is good, but we'd much rather play him. But no, it is. They've been doing a super job and, and if it was just one receiver, okay, good. You can roll your coverage there or whatever. But now you're Crabtree, you got Cooper, you got, you know, the slot receiver's good. I mean, it, it's definitely a huge challenge but our guys have had a good week of practice so uh, our preparation's been outstanding and that's going to give us an opportunity to go down there and compete and, and we'll see what happens. That's Bill's head coach Rex Ryan ahead of tomorrow's Pivotal. Week 12 matchup against the Oakland Raiders on the road. The Bills are coming off two huge AFC wins over the past two weeks. They'll look to keep their slim playoff hopes alive this week with a win against one of the AFC's top teams. Uh, you know, it's good. It's a challenge for our team just to see where we're at because us, we just have to win out. We control our own destiny right now. So if you win out, you go. If you don't, then you leave it into other people's hands. That's Bills linebacker Zach Brown there. All-day coverage of Bills Raiders starts bright and early with Breakfast with the Bills fantasy style. That's at 7. I'll take over for the next three hours until 11 a.m. where Jeremy White takes over until 1 o'clock. He's followed by Howard Simon in the Bills roundtable and countdown to kickoff at 1. Howard leads you right into the call from Murph, Kelso, and Capaccio at 4 p.m. right here on the radio home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio. 5.50 to the Sabres now who take on the Bruins today at 1 p.m. They're coming off two consecutive wins of their own since the return of Jack Eichel. Did I anticipate a you know a two goal game type of bump? I no, but you know it just it just kind of shows what kind of player he can be, what kind of player he is. He's just a he's a dynamic player, and he uh, he brings uh, so much to our team with uh, speed and and attack. Sabres coach Dan Bilesma there. Sabres pregame kicks off at noon Eastern right here on WGR with puck drop set for 1 p.m. For updates at the top and bottom of every hour or when sports news breaks, I'm Nate Geary. This is WGR Sports Radio 550. More Inside High School Sports is next. Inside high school sports, jamming. I'm right, I'm liking this. Yeah, Nate. Yeah, Nate. Get it. <laughs> Nate is the man. Ah, <laughs> uh, Frank Wolf, Roger Weiss, Joe Marguccio, Scotty Drozendahl, and James Mallory in studio. James, of course, one of my. Uh, uh, what would you say it? Uh, fellow NASA coaches for the Buffalo Vets, and we get to talk a little bit of little league uh, during the breaks and. James, you and I do a lot of that during the week on Facebook. Most definitely, most definitely. <laughs> Asking him what's going on because, you know, you look at NASA, we've got 16 organizations combined yeah. under one umbrella, and so we get to kind of trade. You know, we don't play the same teams all the time, so yep. we've got to tra- trade notes and uh, experiences. I, I really enjoy that. And, of course, you're with my buddy uh, Ty Christopher, yep. who coached with me back at uh, Black Rock Riverside when we had Zach Kedron and uh, Corey Graham. Uh, good times back then. So I love having you around. And Scotty's always busting my chops whenever he gets a chance. So it's great to have you guys in studio. And we're talking about recruiting. And, James, the stuff that you brought up before the break just 
my eyes were popping out of my head and thinking about all the okay yeah you're right uh what's the stability of this organization uh, you know uh is this coach looking uh at uh, furthering his career going to the next level you know you could be recruited by a max school and you know they have the hot coach but all of a sudden he jumps ship to go in the ACC or yep. or uh the SEC whatever it may be mm-hmm. and now the person that recruited you is left and now you're standing there now what yeah, that's a scary scenario for any kid. Uh, so picking the right school, the right fit, is very important. But it must be a situation where that's the only one coming looking for you. Yeah, um, sometimes it puts you in a situation where that, if that's the only school giving you an offer, you really don't have a choice. But if you do have different options and offers, I mean, you got to really weigh them out. And I tell kids all the time, don't get stuck on the size of a school. Um, you know, you have maybe a lower one double A like you have and no knock on University of Buffalo. You say you got University of Buffalo recruiting you, you got James Madison or you got New Hampshire or Maine. I, I honestly you're probably better off going to New Hampshire, Maine or James Madison, the University of Buffalo. They probably will beat UB. I'm look at Albany. Albany's in that conference and they, and they beat UB and those teams beat Albany. So, you know, I tell kids all the time you can't always look at that. You know, you gotta look at what's the best fit for you. If you're a slot receiver, you know, and you got a school that that's recruiting you that runs a spread. You're probably want to go to go there if they're a one double A team at UB. Just say UB runs a pro style, and they you go to a pro style offense, then you're seeing 20 snaps a game, and then you could have been playing at a one double A where you're getting 50 snaps a game. You know, I tell kids all the time, what's your ultimate goal? You don't be afraid to say the NFL because guess what, the NFL you need film, and if you don't have film, you're not gonna get the opportunity. You may go to a one A school, but if you barely play, you're not gonna get a realistic shot. I went to Central Connecticut. I was a two-time All-American Walter Payton Award finalist. I got shots over guys that went to Alabama, Tennessee, those different schools. I was ranked 14th on Mel Kuyper's big board because I had film. You know, and and kids sometimes don't get that. They see what's on TV, and I really have to break it down for them. You know, and that's what it's about. It's about playing and, you know, obviously getting education first. But we're talking just the football part now. But playing as much as you can and getting properly developed. And getting the right coach that's going to put that time into you. Yeah, Scotty, how do you find that balance of what James just said? You have to find a system that fits you and your style of football and your academics, what you want to major in, what you want to do after football. So now you've got to balance that. Uh, yeah, and that ties in. I mean, both of you guys hit the nail on the head saying you got to find the right fit, and that is uh, crucial to me. Um, if a coach leaves, if you're at the right fit, you're going to stay and you're going to be happy with your overall experience uh, where you're at. So it's going to make the transition easier to stay put. Um, you know, in terms of academics and football, uh, like I said, you got to ask the right questions. You know, what are you guys planning to do next season? Uh, who are you losing on offense? Who are you losing on defense? Uh, where do you see me? Do I have the hands and hips to play receiver like I did in high school? Or, you know, what am I What am I lacking? Am I going to be a DB? Are you guys going to turn me into a safety? Because I'm not a hitter. I don't want to play that position. And if you don't get that question answered and they throw you on defense after the third practice because you drop a couple quick screens or something like that, you're probably not going to have a great experience. And you might leave that school before the academic semester starts. That's the unfortunate truth. And, you know, I tell kids all the time, apply to a local college, apply to a college, you know, a private school and compare those prices. You can save some money on it, too. If uh, if unfortunately you're not able to get a scholarship, which a lot of kids athletically in this area and it's unfortunate aren't able to get. Um, In terms of academics, I tell a lot of kids, unless you're dead set, if you want to go for marine biology, you you're probably applying to maybe 10 schools tops in the nation that have football. 
If you're like me that didn't know what you wanted to do, there's a lot, lot of uh, criminal justice, liberal arts programs out there. You can start that for your first semester. Take some type of college studies, general studies, and you won't be set behind to graduate in four years. You take a couple courses that first and second semester that interest you. Now you make that your major, and you're all set. You don't need to, you don't need to be in tears every night thinking, what am I going to major in? I don't like school. College is great because you can take something that you like. I think now. I changed majors more than I changed my socks. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed like, oh, yeah, this seems cool. I'm going to go here. You, know. you changed majors three times? <laughs> <laughs> At least that was my freshman year. <laughs> I got two questions for these guys. Uh, either one of you guys can answer it. James, as far as film goes, you get a lot of these kids, these recruitment nights, that go around and say, here's my highlight tape. Mm-hmm. Most coaches don't want that, do they? Um, I mean, it's nice to have because you can see, you know, what type of the, the traits of the kid. You see what his hips like. See what type of straight line speed he has. See, you know, if he has ability to make just some speaking of a running back or receiver, make ability to make people miss. Okay. You know, high point in the football things of that nature. Well, let's let's take a receiver. Don't you kind of want to see what he's doing when the play's on the other side yeah. of the field? Oh, if they serious, if, if they're serious, they'll they'll say, oh, I want to see game. Yeah, yeah, I don't, you know, not highly say I want to see game film. Well, what they're looking to is who you're competing against. Yeah. They don't want to see a highlight of Scotty Drosendahl throwing for 500 yards against, uh, uh, you know, Niagara Falls Little League. They want to see you doing it against uh, Orchard Park and, and Lancaster and Canisius. Uh, you know, they're not interested in seeing, yeah. you know, you dominate. Like a, I used this example a few weeks ago. You have an offensive lineman that's 300 pounds, and he's pushing around somebody that's 220. Yep. They don't want to see that. Not at all. You know, yeah. let's, let's see you go up against some high-caliber talent so we can judge. They want to see how you are, how you compete on the field. When you're losing, you're trailing, your team's trailing, how do you respond to that? Yeah. How do you respond to adversities, you know, a turnover, you're a quarterback, throw an interception. How do you come back the next series? That's what they're looking at, right? Definitely. I totally agree with that. My second question then would be the recruitment process. When I was in high school, not that I was ever going to be a doctor, but we started looking in 11th grade as what we were going to do later in life. I mean, is it kind of, they don't, so juniors can't come to the thing. Should somewhere down the line juniors be allowed to go to these things? Are you speaking in regards to the college night? They're yeah, having? the college night. I mean, maybe not that. I mean, I don't think that would be appropriate for a junior. Um, I mean, think some type of workshop. Um, I only can speak in regards to myself right now. All my kids that I work with, United Athletic Services, freshman year, they know what's expected. So by time, all my freshmen I deal with right now, they know exactly what they got to do. Point blank period. There's nothing else to talk about. And they know what they got to do academically. They know what they got to do as soon as the season's over, which we start December 17th. They know what time it is. And then they know what, you know, once, once the season starts, they know what's required of them. And I always tell them how we approach it. We approach it a year ahead. So my freshmen, we pre- we we preparing them like as if it's their junior year. Forget your sophomore year. That's that's gonna happen. It is what it is. We preparing them as if it's the junior year. My juniors, I'm preparing them like they're going in to be a freshman in college. When you're a senior, you got to prepare as if you're a sophomore. That's that's how we do, and that's how I make sure every single one of my kids are physically and mentally prepared for college. Let's look at some of the uh, I don't know, be uh, true or false uh, type questions, and throw this out to either one of you. If uh, you know your goal is to be D one. If a D one school hasn't contacted you uh, by your junior year, you're probably not going to D one. True or false? 
Um, speaking in regards to the Western New York area, yeah, I'm leaning towards Falls. You're not going to go to Division One if they don't contact you by your junior year. Probably, it's probably not going to happen, Falls. That's what you, that's what you said, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, and again, this gets back to uh, what we talked about at the beginning of the show when uh, Mr. Yankevich called in. Uh, this college night that's coming up next week. This is for the people that. If you haven't been recruited by a college a D1 college now, it's not going to happen. You might want to attend this uh, uh, college night if you have any aspirations to still play football after high school. Well, I think, you know, and I look, because obviously following on uh, our face, Facebook page, which there's some really butte arguments going on there right now, uh, and that's people have an unrealistic view. Um, well, my son uh, received a letter from Alabama. He's going definitely going D1. Just because they send you a letter of interest, does that necessarily mean they're interested in you? I mean, then you got to look at the price of the camp that they want you to fly down to. Yes. Um, that's a big thing. You know what I mean? Uh, parents, uh, they kind of have a false sense of, you know, hey, my kid is the shining star. I mean, either of us can pull letters out of an old shoebox and it's Illinois and Cincinnati and, you know, Ohio state and Michigan. Well, 40 other thousand 40,000 other kids got those letters. So, um, you know, it's, I mean, and James knows better than me when it becomes serious, you know, you got to go visit for a spring game and things like that, your junior year. And, uh, then you kind of understand and have a better grasp on where things are going. We got great guests today. Yeah, we really do. That's why I invited them. (laughs) But I got to, is there anything wrong with a kid Maybe decide, you know what, I'm going to just go to a two-year school next year and see where the yeah, chips the Juco route. You know, I'm taking the junior route. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think it's a bad – if you've got a solid plan in place, if you're just going to it blindly, oh, I'm going to just go to go here. I'll let you out here a lot of, oh, I'm going to just go to ECC and then I'm going to go Division One. That's that's not a legit plan. No, you, it's you not know, you gotta, at all. you got to have a, you know, you got to have a plan that's blueprinted out. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to – how am I going to accomplish this goal? You can't just go blindly. If you have a solid plan in place, there's nothing wrong with a two-year school. Let's talk about putting a plan together on the other side of the break. We'll take our break. We'll come back. We're going to ask, what's, how do you put a plan together? So we'll find out from our panel of experts. One last segment of Inside High School Sports coming up. You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550. segment inside high school sports and sometimes you just get me going on music i just want to rock out yeah chill out will you nate you're driving us nuts with him in here anthony quickly i stand corrected mark this date on your calendar i made a mistake (laughs) how often does it happen i filled up the calendar (laughs) cataract classic today and we just got word from uh old reliable uh center court Four games today at Niagara Falls starting at 2.30. I said six. It seems like years ago I was there from 9 in the morning until midnight. But four games today at the Cataract Classic. And once again, uh, for uh, boys basketball, just check the view from center court. Don't listen to me. Yes, that's good advice. All right, let's get back to talking uh, recruit. I'm sorry that we haven't been able to go to the phones. There's just too much information that we're trying to get out, and we have just an hour to uh, get this information out there. Uh, talking about uh, recruiting, um, picking the right program, we've gone through that. It, you know, you have to look at your academics and the type of play that they uh, 
that they have that you know do you fit why isn't buffalo recruited more buffalo area kids why aren't we seeing more kids going d1 out of this area uh, I mean, I, I mean, it would have to be, you know, state statutes and laws and whatever's, in, you know, you want to call it that's in place up here. But um, it's just they, like we're not even a hotbed for recruiting. Well, you got to understand, too, Tony, we have hockey and lacrosse is huge up here down right. in Texas. Now, lacrosse is starting to grow down there. Kids can't play hockey. There's some great athletes that do that. Kids play football year round down there. They strictly play football, um, or they and they run track in the off season. If you know if if they're good enough at it, whatever they can do, um, you don't get the three sport athletes. You know, like I grow growing up, I played baseball and I thought I was going to college for baseball. I traveled all summer playing baseball till it wore me down, and I said, okay, I'm getting better at football, and now I'm getting recruited, so I want to go play uh, you know football in college, um, and then basketball in the winter. So. It wasn't like I focused on, you know, just solely football. Um, coaches do come out here for kids with academics. There's good academics in the suburbs. Unfortunately, the city, you know, we still have a long way to go, and I hope that it progresses in a positive way. It's very tough to get some kids out of the city to a four-year school right now, um, it's, and that's unfortunate, you know, whether they can't get in academically or they're not ready to be a four-year um, student athlete. Uh, and that's something that's a, a struggle for guys, too, because there's some great athletes in the city of Buffalo, um, in the suburbs of Buffalo, that don't get looked at because maybe that college already had a kid from this area um, that didn't pan out. I had a conversation with Tom Lemming. I had him on the program one time, a national recruiter, and about recruiting. He says, you guys don't play enough games. Mm-hmm. Is, is that any truth to that? Just I, not enough games for the coaches yeah, I, to look I, at? I think that's, um, that's, that's a Big factor. Um, play seven games. Uh, when I, I go out and I, I deal with, I help kids throughout the country. And when I tell some of my players, you know, hey, here in Buffalo, they only play seven games, it's comical. They laugh and think I'm joking. Um, they play 10, 11 games. You know, like I had a college coach tell me, he's like, hey, the amount of games a kid playing two years in Texas, a kid not going to play that in four in, in, in Western New York. Right. You know, and, and it's the truth. You know, if you play seven games a year, that's 28 games. You know, and then you play, you know, just say 14 games. If you go to um, states in Texas, that's four years of football up here if you play two there. You know, so you got to look at it like that as more repetition. And then so that's another ball. reason why more and more kids are going to play for the Catholic schools because they're allowed to get more, I think, two more games, Raj, than yeah. uh, the public. Well, I know in basketball, I'm not sure what no, the we're numbers talking football. are. Well, no, I understand that. But in basketball, if you go to a Catholic school, it's like playing five years. In, uh, in th- you play as many games in four years, it would take you five years in the city, which you obviously can't do. I'm sure football, I don't know how close that is. I think it's a two-game difference. I don't uh, I'll take your word for it yeah, I really I, don't know. And, you know, not to – Jump the gun on anybody, but a big difference why Buffalo, kind of answering your question, isn't recruited hard. And I'm going from a different angle. He's saying, you know, how they play, you know, football year round in Texas, Florida, things of that nature in California. Right. Um, you know, me doing what I do is the dedication of the athletes here in Buffalo. Um, they think if you're all Western New York, they think you automatically go in Division One. You know, and they, they're sadly mistaken. Um, you know, the important time is now. You know, when the season's over, what you do to prepare for the season. Are enough, to, all right, in other words, are enough kids putting the work in? No, absolutely not. It's not even close. I can answer that. And it, 
I'll have a workout and say, I'll put it on Facebook. Hey, I'm having a workout and it's $5. And, you know, all my coaches have played collegiate football. All my coaches are legit, you know. And, hey, you know, the start, starting safety at UB is my defensive coordinator. Hey, come get defensive work with him. Oh, um, we hear every excuse in the world. Oh, I don't have $5. But when I was doing the same thing with a, you know, my organization, Next Level Nation, in Baltimore, Maryland, I would have kids come with, with nickels, dimes, and quarters for $5 to pay for that workout. You know, and those kids are hungry. A lot of these kids here think you're supposed to hand it to them because they have some talent. No, it doesn't work like that. You're, you know, you're a small fish. You know, I mean, you, a, a coach will look and say, hey, I can go to Ohio. I can go down to Erie and recruit a kid that's better than you. You know, a lot of these kids, they're not willing to put in that time in the off season to better themselves. You know, and then they'll go, you know, we call them summer champions. That's what I call them. Soon as school over in June, they're the most dedicated kid in the world of football. You know, it's, you're not, you're not going to get that much better in six weeks. It's just the reality of it. You know, you're going to get better from January to August. Is that's that's a crucial time where you got to get better as a football player. You have that's to put lacking. the time in. You that's have to what's put the time in in the weight room. You're running exactly. You're, you're uh, studying film. Whatever yeah, it takes. I mean, when you travel and you go look at some of the travel teams and the, the size of the kids, we'll look and like and you look at the kids from Western New York. You're like, man, our kids need to eat some more. You know, what I mean, it, it, they look anorexic. <laughs> and then you like these kids. They put together. They stacked. You Eat know, but somewhere. but our kids, you know, they they they're not putting that, and I'm just, and I'm just being honest. I mean, the truth hurts sometimes. I, you know, the kids they're not putting the time in. That's what I the problem go is. To, I go to and I tell this to people all the time. I go to a game and I can size up the two teams out, and I'm going to tell you who's going to win uh, based on the appearance. If I see kids all bean poles, oh, no, nobody's weightlifting theirs. They're yeah. going to get pushed around. It, it, it hurts me when I go out of town because you know, I mean, I, I've helped you know 100, and, the, and I've been doing the recruiting thing for five years. I helped 140 kids, and I look at. You know, I got a kid, Rashawn Smith. He's at Clemson. I got Kareem Felder. He's at Ohio State. We got Will Johnson. He's at Oklahoma. We have Charles Tapper at Oklahoma. You know, we got these kids at major colleges. You know, and I'm saying, hey, this is what I do to help those kids. Then I have kids here. They'll look at me like I'm speaking French. Like, hey, you want to get to this level? Hey, I, you know, and these you kids. You mean I got to work? Yeah, and these kids, like. I can't do that. I got to uh, put down the expert. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking like, are you saying, like, I have a kid like Kareem who was committed to Ohio State. Every single week, he'd say, hey, Coach Mal, can you look at my film? Can you look at me? And, and, and he's in Baltimore. And this kid would call me at least once a week and text me every day. And call me every day, hey, Coach Mal, I need you to look at my film and tell me X, Y, and Z. And this kid already has 20, 40 offers. But then I have a kid who's barely getting recruited Division Two who would tell me, oh, I don't have the time. You know what I mean? It's, you, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't Parlez work. Vous, I, I had, I, and I, 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 I kid you not. I had a kid last year. Our my 707 team is nationally ranked 19th in the country. I had a kid last year. His mom said, "Listen, the tournament cost 175 dollars." She said, "I'm going to give you 200 dollars." He wanted he wanted sneakers. She said, "You pick between buying the Jordans or coming to the tournament that we was going to in Pittsburgh." The kid chose to buy the Jordans and then come to us in Pittsburgh. Wow. That's that's a fact. <laughs> wow. All right, we're running out of time, and I'm sure I'm already over. Nate's going to kill me, but one last thing: social media. How important is social media for high school kids? What you put on your page, 
The colleges are looking. If they see a picture of you flashing with a, a wad of money and you're doing gang signs or, or you're, uh, even some people post a picture with a gun, you're not going to get recruited. <laughs> They're going to delete you immediately. Do not enter. They will stay away. Stay as <laughs> far as possible. You have to be good on social media as well. You can't be a creep. You're not going to get recruited. James, Scotty, Joe, Roger, Frank, thank you. Nate, thank you. We'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. Talk three, three hours on this. Uh, they they really could have. You talk about from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. He was up here this summer. One day I came. Yeah, exactly. We can't even. Tony at Easter Aurora. We can't even work out up at the high school. Yeah, he's at Clemson. We got you know like Tim just Coach Wade just retired, but it's like. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.